What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of Wide Open Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Garrison. I am joined by none other than the man himself, Mr. Dan Zeller. Hey How's guys. it going, Dan? It's going excellent. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Couldn't just, be better. You're, you're smiling pumped. more tonight than I've ever it's seen you smile before. It's been a good week. I'm yeah. Pumped. Let's finish it strong. It's been a while. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, Dan and I, we actually just got back. Um, we're working on some improvements for SFE. And I don't really want to jump right into it, but um, we're working on some improvements with SFE, which I'll get into later in the podcast. But we figured we'd take a break before we started the podcast, and we actually went to Whiskey Business mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. and played a couple of rounds of the Golden Tea. Yeah, I played great. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we won't get into who did or did not screw our score over, <laughs> um, but we made it back, and Dan has graciously um, made another drink for us. Yeah. And I am cautiously, <laughs> optimistically <laughs> excited about this one. Because it, uh, at, for, for those of you that listen week in and week out, you know Dan does not short his drinks. Like, it, it, it's it's not like a, a, a mixer bottle mm. and he just, like, adds a, a liquor to it. It is – it's yeah, it's, it's – he does everything except go out in the field and pick the ingredients <laughs> himself. So – Let's just go ahead and hop into that, Dan. Uh, drink of the week. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, our past few episodes have been a little long, right. um, so right I figure it. we probably try to keep it under thirty minutes this Let's week. And I got a lot to hit. So, okay. you ready? We can do it. Let's get going on this episode of Wide Open Podcast. Dan, what you got for us on this week's drink? Here's what we got. It's a whiskey sour, but we got a, it's a special guest with the St. Elmo's cherry uh, cherry vanilla? Bean? Cherry vanilla, yep. Whiskey. Yep. So it's a cherry whiskey sour. And it's it's the uh, the, the the real way of making the whiskey sour. So it's Which, got the egg white. I never even knew there was a non-real way. Oh, yeah. Not- a lot of people make it without the egg white, but... It doesn't get the nice foam. I, I, I okay. wish we had a video because describe what you're seeing. I mean, it, it's a. It looks like a punch. Okay. It's like it's it's in a a, a, a drink glass, but it looks like you know, like a punch bowl. You know, yeah. it's got a little yeah. froth okay, on the top. Yeah. It's got the froth and, and the color. And the color is like pinkish, cr- a, cre- a creamy it's pink. Yeah. yeah, it's a cherry color because it's got the cherry. Okay. So. All right, we're just gonna drink it. I don't know what you're going to rate because I, I feel like, okay, if I'm going to be honest, I feel like your ratings are tied to how you feel instead of how the drink is. Mm, mm, so you think it's going to be so high this week. You no, think we're going to see how Jeffrey's feeling when, <laughs> <laughs> if he's in a bad mood, okay. that's going to be in the sixes. Okay. So whiskey sour. Here we go. Made the way it's supposed to with egg white. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if I've ever been to a bar and like they've made it the real way, like they there's wouldn't. been, they wouldn't. Okay. No, they wouldn't. You'd have to like. Kind of ask for it or go like you'd have to you'd have to be like a legit bartender. 
They wouldn't. Nobody's putting egg whites. In so you're it. calling yourself a legit bartender? Well, I, I put the effort into it because you said I, when I was making it, you're like, man, you take forever. <laughs> you're like, you, yeah. you couldn't open a bar. You <laughs> well, I, I put some time into it, and this is the result. That's good. All right, down the hatch. Here we go. That is so delicious. Mm. It's supposed to be a little bit colder, but. Yeah, it's been sitting around. I love the texture. Okay. No, this the flavor's phenomenal. Uh, mm -hmm. That's St. Elmo's. Yeah. For those, not everybody listening to this is from Indianapolis. Yeah, that's true. So St. Elmo's is a famous steakhouse mm -hmm. here. If you've ever um, gone on a plane ride, maybe Delta, you remember the Sky Mall magazines? Yeah. They used to have like the the famous restaurants for each oh, city yeah, yeah, in it yes. that, they, that they would fly to. St. Elmo's oh, was is. always yeah. the restaurant. I remember they, they filmed an episode of Parks and Rec at uh, outside of St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah. So anytime anyone comes to Indianapolis, uh -huh. like, hey, where do I need to go eat? And it's like, if I want to go somewhere fancy, St. Elmo's. Yes. I don't think they have the best steak in Indy. No, but, but it's, it's, the it's the experience. It's the experience. There's, the a, there's an old speakeasy in, yeah. the, in the cool. top floor. If you know about it, yeah. you know, there's a little stairway to get to yeah. it. I've been up there once. It's really cool. I went to St. Elmo's last night. You I, did? I tried to walk in. They laughed at me. They said, get out of here. Are you just wearing like street clothes? <laughs> I was, I was, I don't, I was dressed up night. I looked, I looked sharp. Why did they laugh at you? I think they were so busy that, that I was like, hey, you're taking walk-ins there. Like, get out of here. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't even close. You're like, so, so you're you're tell me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, you brought this whiskey to the crawfish, the annual crawfish boil I do on Master Sunday every year. Mm -hmm. And you always bring, bring a drink, you know, it's kind of I like, kind like a gift. It. Yeah. And you brought that and it is literally the best whiskey I've had in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And it's flavored, but it's not overly no. flavored. Like do you like it on its own? I don't love it on its own. We just had it with like some a little bit of diet coke or but something. But the coke, it's meant for the coke. There's okay, the, the Saint Elmo's Coke is how it became famous. Oh, you are a wealth of knowledge I tonight. Guess so. so, but yeah. So the Saint Elmo's Coke is what it's made for. So if you have it with the coke, you can't go wrong. But I didn't know Saint Elmo's had a coke. Yeah, that's like a. It's like one of their signature drinks. I'd be dipped in doo doo. <laughs> but on its own, I don't love it. If you're just taking a shot of it. And okay. I can see, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's not, but mixed. Mixed, yeah. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, all right. All that to Man, say. Man, all right. I'm, I'm not even going to think about the other scores. This one's really good. This one is going to be in the upper echelon I, I, for multiple reasons. One, the taste, the texture. I love it. It's, it's got kind of a a frothy, I don't want to say gritty. Gritty sounds kind of nasty, but like in a, it's it, it gives it leaves a little texture after you drink it that yeah. that I like. And yeah. It just kind of it, it, yeah. it adds to the drink. Also, I know how much time and effort you put into it, and the fact <laughs> that it's got a real egg white in it. Like holy moly, it's so good. Mm. Man, nine two. Whoa, nine two. You're in a good mood. Nine two. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the highest, isn't that it? That is the highest, I think. I think so. I don't even know. Did we do a nine? I don't think we did a nine. No, I think you had an eight something for the mm -hmm. uh, chocolatini. Nine two. There yeah, you go. Thanks. That's it. And in, in case anybody's listening and they want to know how to get the froth with the egg white, you have to do a dry shake, no ice, for 30 seconds. And it has to be at least 30 seconds. If you don't do it for 30 seconds, you won't get the froth. And if you oh, do it, okay. the ice is going to mess up the egg white. So you got to do the dry shake with all the ingredients for 30 seconds. Then put the ice in and do 
shake with the ice. Then pour it. Strain it and pour it. In case Folks, you're going to make it. He does this That's all. That's he does secret. this all. He does not miss a beat. So, all right. 9-2, whiskey sour, made the real way with the egg white and everything. You heard it here on Wide Open Podcast. So, let's get diving into our content let's for the it. for this week. Man, um, I know we've covered a lot of sports in previous episodes, um, and this isn't a sports podcast, but I do want to reference the Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. because last night they just uh, beat the Minnesota Timber- Timberwolves and advanced to the Western Conference semifinals. It's their first playoff series they've won since 2015. Right. I'm not here to get into the details of all that. Here's what I'm here's what I'm here to talk about and how this relates to SFE services and wide open podcasts. I told you earlier that I think the Memphis Grizzlies are probably like 50 and 2 when I don't watch their games. Um and I don't know what it is. Every time I watch a Grizzlies game, they lose. I was at your house one night and you were like, Oh, I think we should bet on the Grizzlies. They should have this game. And they started losing and you had to like get out of your bed and everything. I, I can't do it when I don't watch. And I just keep track of the score, maybe two or three times throughout the game. They will win mm-hmm. almost guaranteed. So last night, really the past two games, that same kind of thing has happened. People have updated me on scores and I haven't watched the game, and they've won, and they needed to, mm-hmm. right? They, they they needed to 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 seal the deal. So that kind of got me thinking. Sometimes it's best to not to not watch, and and, and give me a second to kind of tease this idea out. So when you're when 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 you're in my position, when you're owning a business, especially a, a small business, you. You're you're putting on multiple hats. You're an owner. You're kind of a manager. You're an employee. You're you're really all of these things. Well, then as it grows and you hire more employees, you have to kind of transition from being this micromanager type person where you're the you're the one in there every night, um, cleaning floors or whatever it may be, to now you're an owner. And you're you're trying to cast vision for a business as opposed to be the as opposed as opposed to being the person every night that's you know hey are you clocking in on, in on time are you doing this are you doing that sometimes you just got to let it flow and and trust that the end product is going to be what you want it to be. So for me, it's like I don't, I couldn't watch the Grizzlies. I just had to trust that they're going to win the game, right? The other night, and this time, this this idea came to me because the other night, um, normally some of my employees they clock in around eleven thirty. Well, eleven thirty came and went. Twelve midnight came and went, and it was getting close to twelve thirty. Like I'm like, where in the like? I had this this app where employees clock in on, and they had not clocked in yet. And so I'm thinking, have they quit? And like, well, like where are they? And so I, I called them. And they answer like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're here. We're just they, they had another job that they that they work at before they clean floors. Like that that job was running a little late, but we're good, boss. You know, we're getting taken care of. And so it's it's a balance, right? Uh, on one hand, I want to make sure things are taken care of, but on the other hand, I don't want to be so overbearing on employees where they feel like they're micromanaging. Like, dude, like take a chill pill. Like we told you, we're going to get the job done. We're going to get the job done. Like we're adults too." 
so that's that's one kind of transition I've been going through and will continue to go through as SFE grows, uh, just going from that 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 single kind of person, you know, employee figure to kind of like a manager figure to now like, no, I need to transition to being an owner of a business. And how am I going to grow this thing as opposed to is this employee clocking in right on time or do I need to trust that they're an adult and they're going to take care of things like, like they said they do, you know, like they, like they said they're going to and what I pay them for. So I just, I just thought it was, it was kind of a, a neat little parallel just with the way I am with the Grizzlies. Like I can't watch it, but I just hope, and trust that they're going to get the result that I know they're capable of. Same thing with the employees. Like I, I need to get better at trusting them and saying like, you know, Hey, you're an adult. I've, I've trained you the way I want th- the way I want things to be done. And I should have trust in you. Like if I've hired you and trained you and we've gotten this far, I should have enough trust in you to, to believe that you're going to, to get the job done even if that means, hey, sometimes you might have to start a little later due to your other responsibilities. So that's a little something I was thinking about. I don't know yeah, if you had any thoughts on that or not. So basically, you trust people until they give you a reason not to trust them. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, I think you you're not you're not a business owner. You're just like a manager, just trying to make sure everyone's doing their little checklist and like mm-hmm. checking it, checking this box when they're supposed to, yeah. or when you think they're supposed to. Right. And if they don't do it exactly when you think they're supposed to, then you think you need to discipline them. It's like, no, yeah. like that erodes trust and the culture. Of the correct. Yeah, it's like last night, like I could have been all over the employee and be like, dude, you're supposed to clock in at 1130. You didn't clock in until 1215. Really? At the end of the day, I don't care what time they clock in. Like, is are the floors being clean and being cleaned to our standards? Yes or no? Answer is yes. Cool. Like, yeah. right on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was a little thought I had uh, over the past couple of nights, and um, just wanted to kind of put that out there, kind of where I'm. I'm kind of thinking some some of the things I'm thinking through and transitioning through yeah. as I I grow with with SFE. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, I, you know, I used to think the same thing about the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and then I turned 12 and realized it was a superstition. <laughs> well, for this year, Dan, it's not a superstition. I'm sure. I am 100%. But, but the Grizzlies, I believe, are 10 and 1 when I attend their games live. They've mm-hmm. lost one game that I've, that I've been to of theirs. So. so Got to go down. So. Yeah, ooh, three six mafia is playing the halftime show tomorrow night. Game one versus the Warriors. So, I don't know who that is. Three six mafia? Not You're right. not from Memphis, you wouldn't know. It's all right. Now levels can't be from Memphis. I know Bill's Mafia. Well, that's people that wear pajama pants in the what? in the parking lot. And that. jump on tables. <laughs> so anyways, um on to my kind my, my next thing, my next little update with SFE. The maintenance program with SFE services is continuing to grow. And like I've spoken about in previous episodes, that is the piece of the business that I'm really wanting SFE to flourish in going forward. I really think it's something that can take SFE to the next level. Potentially you go regionally, even nationally, um, a lot, a lot of potential with it. So I, I did gain a new um, uh, maintenance account and it's 
first night of it. Normally, the first time you service one of these uh, restaurants, it, it takes about two nights to do it. First night went really well. Have some very drastic before and after pictures. And the the owner operator of, of that store was very pleased with the results so far. That's um, smart to get the before and after pictures. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it, because you got to think. I mean, a lot of these people, they have no idea what it takes for a piece of equipment to operate and operate efficiently. They just know they turn it on. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. And if you come out and service it and it, Maybe it was working before, but it really wasn't working that well. And then, and then you service it, and it's still working. They may not see the behind the scenes. They may not realize how much more efficiently, uh, efficiently that piece of equipment is working. For instance, a refrigerator. When the coils get clogged on it, it'll still run, but it may run for twenty hours out of the day as opposed to sixteen. Or 14 hours out of the day. So you think about the amount of electricity that's that's used and just the, the efficiency declines. If you can maintain 38 degrees and only have to run 12 hours as opposed to having to run 20 or 24 hours to ma- maintain 38 degrees, you, your your efficiency is, is all over the place. Mm. And a lot of that's just done through airflow, through these coils on these refrigerators. And that's really the niche that I'm aiming for, just keeping things up and going and operating as efficiently as possible. Mm. And, and, and also just kind of adding to the overall cleanliness of, of restaurants. So, man, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, I've had a hard time lately uh, or, uh, in this maintenance deal of finding a way to clean machines and clean them quickly. And one of my employees, she actually went to Sam's Club and got some of their degreaser. Uh, it's literally the Members Mark brand, and it is labeled Oven Grill and Fryer Cleaner. Okay. That's it. It's in a spray bottle, and it comes out like a spray foam type deal. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can literally watch grease melt away. Really? It is insane. So for anything that like uh, any piece of equipment that I pull out and it's greasy, man, I spray it down, let it sit for one or two minutes, and I take my steam cleaner with the hot steam right behind it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Nice. So good. And it, we've, we've talked about it on previous episodes where I've been trying this dry ice blasting and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I am so relieved to, like, finally have, like, cracked the code on this. Wow. So now it's, like, got the system. System's not 100%. It's about 80% now. Like, that was a big hurdle to get over. And so now I was, like, okay, I feel like I got a system for this. If I can go in and know that the equipment and the chemicals that I'm using will accomplish the task and accomplish it quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. Let's, let's ride. I can show some results now, some real results. Um, and I, and I've got to thank the, the two other stores that have kind of helped me a lot. They've been very gracious because I know over the past, you know, since I've been doing this maintenance program, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's been a lot of trial and error. And they've been very gracious with me when things maybe I haven't gotten them as clean as I've wanted to. You know, they've understood and and just really, really been helpful with that and understood kind of where I'm at and what I'm wanting to do. And, yeah, that's, that, that has been a major part of SFE and the growth that we're experiencing is having partners like that 
that are more than just a, an invoice, more than just a, a number. They're, they're a relationship. They're a partnership with you. So that, that, that's been real cool. So that's a little maintenance update. Um, I've got uh, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and, and spend the majority of the day probably getting the rest of this store all cleaned up and shined up and should be good to go. And then hopefully start to, to add some more um, accounts to, to our maintenance package. So this new store is rolled into like the monthly cadence? Me, oh, just as far as like scheduling wise, yeah. and yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yep, yep, probably happen around the twenty sixth, twenty seventh of every month, and but the first time takes a couple of days. First time takes a couple of days. Hopefully, now that I know like everything, I, I won't have to use like that degree here I was talking about. Right. Things should be, you know, you've got four years worth of funk, you know, blasted yeah. off of it. Should be able to kind of roll in there and just kind of right. because it's just so you know. gross. In there. Yeah, it's, it's like just, when you don't mow the lawn for four weeks. It takes twice as long. Right. Yeah. You might have to mow it twice. Yep. So, yeah. Exact same thing. Um, and it, like, yeah, just like a house. You don't touch a house for four years, even if you don't even really use it. Like you're going to spend a while mm-hmm. um, getting it back up to where it needs needs to be. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and, and I know and, and then this next little piece, um, I, I know that when I started Wide Open Podcast, one of the main points I made about SFE services, what was that? I did not, I didn't, you know, I, I was not gifted money. Like, you know, my parents aren't, you know, wealthy where I just like inherited a business or I didn't have any like capital investments or business loans to get this thing started. Like it literally just started with, with me and a business partner cleaning floors every night. Um, and it just slowly transformed in, into what it is now. And, over the past couple of weeks, I've gone and gotten some some capital uh, business loans or one. And I got to thinking about this. So in like and, and Dan, you're very financially sound or financially intelligent. So you kind of let me know, you know your thoughts and, and just let, uh, give me some feedback on this. So I got to this point where. If SFE was going to take the next step, I needed to get some capital. Yeah. Because here, and we talked about this earlier. Right now, I've got $20,000 in invoices waiting to be paid. Yeah. That's worked. I've already done $20,000 in work. Yeah. And guess what? Payroll's coming next week, right? Mm-hmm. And likelihood of all $20,000 being paid by next week is very low. Mm-hmm. And I just... <laughs> I, I, what had happened was I would just kind of – I wouldn't pay myself. I would wait. I'd, I'd get employees paid. And then once all these invoices got paid, then I would I would pay myself. And so maybe I'd pay myself every three weeks. And then it may be like once a month. And then like, oh, well, this month I'm not getting paid. And it's like, man, you can only do that for so long yeah. till you're like, okay, what do we need to do? And so – there was nothing wrong with the business itself. Like the business is generating revenue and yeah. we're, we're making a profit. So yeah. there's like the business is sound. It's, and I think a lot of new business owners, like they're like, wait, but I, I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm making money, but I'm having to spend money in my pocket. It's like, dude, that's just, yeah. it's, 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 a it's, it's a cash flow deal. Yeah. And it's just, it is when you're, especially when you're in the commercial world, mm-hmm. these businesses pay once, maybe twice a month. 
So yeah. oh, and and they'll wait to the very last minute. I mean, it's in their best interest to wait to the very to wait. last. If you say net thirty days, they're gonna smart CFOs are gonna wait thirty days to pay you. So yeah, accounts receivable is a huge debt mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. on your balance sheet. So yeah, you're feeling it. <laughs> yeah, and so I just I got to that point where I just got tired of feeling it, mm-hmm. and um, one day I was like, man. I, I changed my mindset. I literally, it's like a flip of a switch for me. Um, I, it, I always thought about getting a loan as meaning I can't afford. Like personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, There's a stigma with it. Correct. It's like, ooh, I want to go buy this new car or this new thing. I need to go to a, I can't afford it. So I'm going to go to the bank right. and get a loan and pay it back. Oh, you pay cash right here. Correct. <laughs> right. In the business world, it's totally different. Prime, flip an example. I don't know the details of this. Elon Musk just became majority owner or whatever of Twitter. He did not do that with cash out of his pocket. He had to go get financing from this and that. And I don't know the details of it. I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. But even someone on that level, like business loans are not loans in the way we think of it personally. Yeah, it's not a personal loan. Correct. Like you, the, the business is paying it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm still I'm still getting paid my my salary that I pay myself. The loan payment or the interest on that loan is now just an expense for the business yeah. to grow. It takes money to make money. You yeah. hear that? You hear that saying all the time. Yeah. If every business tried to pay cash only for everything, it'd come to a screeching halt. And that right there, Dan, is where I think ninety percent of small businesses fail. Um, and I probably could have very easily failed because you get to that point. We're like, well, I don't, I don't want to take on debt. I don't want to be responsible. Like, no, like, if you go and get fifty or sixty thousand dollars, the goal is you turn that fifty or sixty into two forty or two fifty, and then you go get a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, and you turn that two fifty into a million. Then you go get a million dollar loan, and you turn that one million into four. You know, you just it exponentially grows, mm-hmm. and so what? All I'm trying to say is, one day, man, I was just I was. I was running payroll, pay, payroll, the the whiskey sour is getting to me, <laughs> payroll, and I was just like, man, f this, like I'm tired, like I'm looking, I'm looking at my balance sheet, and I'm like, I've got minimum, minimum every day. You can check SFE Air Services balance sheet. No, I'm not trying to give away all of our financial you know, information, but go to look at SFE balance sheet on a daily basis. There's thirteen thousand dollars in accounts receivable mm-hmm. every single day. That's about the lowest I get. Um, and But that's good. Like, you know, it, it, it's cash flow. It, that money will eventually come. Yeah. I'd rather kind of have that than zero, you know. I don't want to have, like, no invoices, you know, out there um, waiting to be paid. Maybe I just got to that point. I'm like, shoot, like, here's the money that is covering. Because, like, those employees worked during the dates of those invoices. It's just not, like, it hasn't it hasn't transitioned into actual cash mm-hmm. that I can use. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, got a capital loan and I've used that to, I bought another vehicle for SFE. I don't know if I spoke about, about it on this, on this podcast before, but my daily truck that I use mm-hmm. is my daily truck. It's the truck I use for SFE. It's the truck I use to pull the SFE services trailer, everything. About a month or so ago, the oil pump went out on it. It was down for a week. There were things that I needed to get done that week that involved using equipment out of the trailer. 
that I had to push off. Couldn't pull the trailer to the to the store. I mean, maybe I could have rented some. Uh, I could have brought, hey. brought my Sonata over. Yeah, yeah, it would have it would have done it. Your transmission <laughs> would have been out, and I had to pay for a transmission too. So that just got me to that point. It's like, man, I can't, I can't have all my eggs in one basket on the on this vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't once again that cash flow thing. I didn't have like the money in the bank to go buy a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I didn't want to get. I didn't want to go finance a vehicle. You can't even get a new car now, even if you wanted to. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I found a, a a diesel truck that will, I think, last me more than I could ever use it. And it was at a very good price. And I, I bought it, but I couldn't have done that without the capital. And So what was that like getting the loan? How did that all unfold? Because I, I think that's new to a lot of people. Get quick books. So oh you did the QuickBooks QuickBooks now, I'm oh. paying I'm paying more interest on it. I'll, I'll admit I, I can't remember the percentage. It's it's huh. it's it's not the best interest no, rate I, in the world. I always see those ads come up. It took me five minutes because here's the thing: when you do the QuickBooks deal, they already have your books and everything. They know your cash so flow. They know, they know your expenses and everything. You're not yeah. you're not having to go to a bank with a stack of papers and trying to convince a bank to give you money. Mm-hmm. Like oh I do this. QuickBooks already knows. They've already seen. They've seen my my numbers for three uh-huh. years now. Like they know what the business is doing. They know what it's growing. They know what my expenses are. Hmm. I actually, uh, I got a uh, like a like one of those little advertisements or a little pop up some things like, oh, you're pre approved for twenty uh-huh. something thousand. I used like, to get those. I was like, you know what? F it. <laughs> this is literally what I said. I was like, F it. Just do it. See how easy this is. Did it. Sent it three minutes later. Had an email. You're approved for that. You're also approved for thirty thousand more. Well, I could really use all of it, so I was like, "Well, let's just do it." Just <laughs> did it. Next day, sixty grand. <laughs> now, once again, it's but it's only over eighteen months. And now I'm saying, I'm just saying, like this, this, like I, I've heard so many, some people get afraid of it, and I just, I did it. I took the leap. Here I am. What's the rate? Like nine percent? I can't remember. Six, six. I think six and a half. That's pretty. That's pretty typical for a small business. Yeah, but it's over eighteen months. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> the but eighteen months from now, psh, I mean, who knows what could happen? Exactly. So, but once again, you're you're changing the mindset from like, oh, I got this debt that I need to pay, like, because you think personal debt, your income's not changing. Your expenses are going up, right? Yeah. Well, with business debt, it's no like your your income is supposed to go up with the addition of this. Yeah, you're just shifting so, things around, right? Getting money up front to get the cash flow. Correct. Going through, yeah. Correct. Um, if I'm going to grow the way I need to grow, I need to hire someone. Yeah. Like no. I need to hire like a general manager position. Well, that's going to be sixty to eighty thousand dollars a year, yeah. plus probably a vehicle. Okay, I don't, you know. I th- yeah, I think, I know you, you kind of just jumped into it and solved the problem, but I think solving cash cash flow issues early on in a business is uh, something that's kind of rare. People don't spend a lot of time doing it. It's really, it's, an, it's super important to do. At small, at, yeah, the small level, big level, even the company that I'm working for right now, we need to hire 10 developers. We're not just, 
pulling out cash reserves to do that. We're going out and getting a million dollar. You don't already but, have that business that those ten developers yeah, are doing, right? right. You, you know, you we need know. To, you got, need to get that business. Right. We've got four big things on the horizon. If mm-hmm. any of them come through, we're fine. Mm-hmm. But we can't get there without mm-hmm. at least eight of those ten developers being here mm-hmm. to push it through. So it's figuring out cash flow at any scale is a huge yep. skill to have. Yeah. So, and not that I have that skill. No, you just did it. <laughs> Trial and error is not a skill, I don't think. It's, it, well, I think it's a deficiency. There's, there's, there's something not clicking up here that told me to. But you saw it. No, yeah. you were right. No, before you said, like, a lot of people will freak out and be like, oh, they'll just shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, I can't take out a loan or like, this is going to be, this is too risky or like, this feels wrong. I'm personally guaranteeing the loan. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if everything mm-hmm. falls through, like I'm still personally liable for the loan, mm-hmm. but the loan was not based off of my personal income. Like yeah. it did not go off of my bank account. Yeah. It went and off of the business, the performance of the business. Right. And it wasn't like risky in your head. Like it sounds risky. Oh, I just went out of QuickBooks and got a loan. Boom. Done. Like. People are like, oh, man, the risk in that. But, like, no, you know, like you said earlier, like, the money is coming in. You just can't pay everybody right now what you need to pay them. Mm-hmm. But the money's there virtually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just accounts receivable sucks because it just sits there forever and you have no right. control over what Quit, you But it's like, oh, we're loaning him this. Oh, he's already got half of it. That's literally just once, yeah. if, once he gets, you know. Yeah, checks in. It's it's paid. So I think that's a huge thing to learn. Is yeah, balancing that that cash flow, getting cash flow moving. Right, and so, excuse me. So yeah, I mean, I bought a I bought a vehicle. Um, I bought some more equipment. Um, playgrounds are opening back up, and I think some of the playground cleaning companies have closed down. Oh, and so <laughs> people have reached out to me, and honestly, at the beginning. I did not want to clean playgrounds again. Gah. I'm not old. I'm 32. But being 32 and thinking like a, a six-year-old trying to climb through those things and clean them is is brutal. <laughs> um, but the money's there. The margins are there. But um, for, for good reason. And there's, there's a lot of equipment. There's a lot of chemical. There's a lot of time, drive time. There's a lot of physical labor involved in, in cleaning a playground. And, um, man, yeah, just COVID's kind of, you know, dying down. Playgrounds are opening back up and playgrounds have been closed for two years and people need to be cleaned. And, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think once playgrounds and restaurants, op- you know, really get going, it's, it's going to grow and they're going to even clean anymore. So I went ahead and made about a $1,500 investment in playground cleaning equipment. Using my same steam cleaner that I use for fryers and everything else, and use it. Um, there's this little floor attachment; it's pretty cool. Um, use it to clean playground floors. That's the biggest thing, because playground floors are they're they're like chopped up rubber. Oh, and so all the funk and God knows what just goes down in those crevices. And the only way to do it is to blast it out with heat. That's really the only way to do it. Really? So that's very interesting. so so steam cleaner. So and, I was right when I was when my kids were younger to like feel like yeah uh, playgrounds are absolutely disgusting. You like I <laughs> I get done cleaning it and I'm like okay it's clean because I know I've gone through every square inch of it on top of it everything I know it's clean. But you but still wouldn't go. On. I do it once a month <laughs> and I'm the amount of uh, yeah God knows what in those things in a month is yeah. I felt like when my kids were young and we'd go to Chick-fil-A playgrounds, they'd get sick every single time. <laughs> There's so many germs. 
That's disgusting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, playgrounds are back up in full swing. Um, maintenance programs growing. Floor. This store that I just got the, and I'm just kind of blabbing now, but the store that I just got the maintenance mm-hmm. program with, that's a possibility I'm going to get their floor cleaning. Hmm. I don't want it really. Huh. Um, floor cleaning is a, man, it's just every night. It's, it's just. Because uh, you want to push towards preventative maintenance. Yeah. I, 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 I need, a, I, I, I need a product that has some, has a buffer in it. Yeah. <laughs> Software development, right? You don't have to do like every single night. Someone's not like Dan. You have to write. Yeah, there's not X like, lines of if code. If you don't do this, you've kind of failed. Right. If you miss one night of floor cleaning, no matter if you did the other 364 days perfectly, <laughs> you miss one night because like, ooh, the next an employee day, clock, yeah, and they're just like, uh, Jeffrey, you just don't know. And so I've been there mm-hmm. in the early days of SFE. I've had that happen once or twice. And I think about the amount of floors we've cleaned once or twice. That's not bad. Um, but I'm like, God, this store, this store is about an hour and a half away. I'm like, man, if something were to happen, like I'm an hour and a half from like getting up there. Like, uh, it does expand the horizons of this, SFE. This new store is an hour and a half away. Yeah. Yeah, the floor cleaning is gonna be rough. No, but that makes here's. You may or may not know this, but dude, <laughs> when I want to meet somebody, I'll meet somebody. I I can just talk to people like, in, in yeah, certain situations. I know that about you. And I made some connections in this town <laughs> where this where this. I don't know. It's being super vague, but I don't know. I I, I want to keep everybody's you know identity and everything you know I confidential. Even, I don't even know where this store is. This is great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. <laughs> yeah. And but I've I've met uh, a a few potential floor cleaning employees up there that are like, yeah, we're on as soon as like you want to do it, just let us know. I'm like, I was hoping you'd say no. <laughs> so now I'm just now I'm like, man, I hope the store doesn't want to pay as much as I charge for it. Uh, but if they do, then I'm like, well, at what point am I like you know, at what point do I turn turn business down? Like, I'm small enough to where like, man, I could use an extra. I mean, every, every floor cleaning account I get is forty forty five grand a year in revenue. Like, that's that's a helping hand trying to get to a million dollars in four years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I don't know, but man, I think we'll hold off on that one till okay. the next episode. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But but yeah, so to, so to kind of wrap up the 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 capital loan thing, I, I needed it for cash flow, cover payroll. Not that I can't, not that I don't have the money to cover, not that I don't have the the sales or the revenue to, but I need it now. It's coming. Yeah, cash that, that is different deal. than sales. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's 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 the perfect way to put it. And I need to hire a gene. Like I need someone like a, a secondhand person that runs sfe you know that that is there um carrying out kind of the vision that i'm that i'm kind of casting not that i'm there yet i'm thinking about it though thinking about kind of making that that jump to kind of hire someone full-time that goes around and checks on the quality of the floors we clean checks on the quality of the maintenance we do Hmm. is also kind of like a salesperson to help gain new accounts 
um, I'm almost at that point to to hire that type of person. But that's going to be kind of, that's going to be more of a professional, you know, type type position, and not there now, not there yet. Mm-hmm. Almost there. I say by the end of the year, I'll have someone that is kind of like a, a general manager. Okay, and right now. Role. End of twenty twenty two. When did we start this podcast? Was it? I have no idea. October. Sure. Okay. So we're not even a year into the four year goal. No. All right. Four seven months in. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, got plenty of time. But yeah, that's a quick update on SFE services here on Wide Open Podcast. I feel like I was pretty dead gun wide open about SFE services and, and what we're doing and and where we're at and where we're wanting to go uh, on, on this episode. So, Dan, yeah. you got anything else to add for us? No, that's good. That's what the people want. <laughs> Be wide open. We're going to give it to them. They want it, we'll give it to them. <laughs> we are still working on the Wide Open Podcast Road Trip. I'm slacking. I've gotten way busier than I thought, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Going to go around, interview friends of mine that are in similar situations with their small businesses, and going to do episode episodes with them to kind of okay. see see where they're at. You had talked about possibly mentioning the improvements to SFE. Oh, great. Yes. Oh, I knew you wouldn't let this slide. You, SOB. Oh, man. Yes, the improvements to SFE services, specifically SFE-services.com. So SFE, if for anyone that knows, um, currently my website slash email is Jeffrey at Settle for excellence services.com. <laughs> I don't get awful. half the emails I'm supposed to because people <laughs> just give up. Typing. Yeah. And, and I do too. And I have to preface everybody and tell them. So, uh, was it last year? Yeah. We, we, we were actually, it was at, exactly a year ago. We were at El Emporium. We were coming back from my birthday. Yeah. Just, yes. I, I yes. Just, I just turned 43 this week. Wow. I can't believe we didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> and I actually, I bought a domain name. Uh, called sfe-services.com and I've just had it mm-hmm. and I just got to thinking like man I don't want to just like have a like new like web address like I want like when I launch when I start this new web domain like I want it to be like a new thing mm-hmm. so um Danny you really you should be the one to talk about this uh, so we're we're launching in probably 2 3 months Probably two months. Two months. It's going well. We will be launching the new sfeservices.com website. Uh, it's going to be a multifunctional website. It's going to allow – and, Dan, I'm going to <laughs> – No, you're good. <laughs> I'm just talking. So just if, if what I'm saying isn't going to happen, we can talk about it later. I'll end it out <laughs> if it sucks. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a multifunctional website. It's going to allow potential new customers to see the products and the quality that we provide in those those products and services. Um, But the biggest thing is it's going to allow current customers to track the the, um, maintenance and repairs that have been done to their equipment. It's also going to allow them to submit um, repair tickets 
for equipment that they have. Mm-hmm. And, and the goal in this is that they don't – in my mind, this hasn't been done in the commercial service industry. Um, I, I was in it. I was in the food service industry for 16 years, and every single time something went wrong with a piece of equipment, had to call it, call a service company and have them come out. There was never a website portal where I could just get on my phone or whatever and say, hey, this refrigerator is not working um, and be able to track that repair and be able to download a service history of that piece of equipment. None of that could ever be done. So that's kind of what we're doing with the new SFEservices.com. And I don't know if we, I don't know if this is, this is like top secret information, but it's this is also something that Dan and I have kind of off and on worked on for about two years now. It's a we've had the name or Dan's had the name. We just haven't known what to do with it. It's yeah. a software. We're going to call it PandaFly. Yep. And the, the goal is that this software where stores can track the service on, on equipment, things like that. The, the goal is that this does really well and it's a great selling point for SFE services. And then maybe we can take this software yeah. and sell it to other service companies yeah. outside of SFE. Yeah. Spin it off as its own LLC. Yep. Yeah. Once again, and this, I know people think about, and I know this is like super big picture. I'm a big picture person, but I, I try to dumb it down to the small picture. But like, this is one of the big reasons why I wanted to start a business. You start one business, it leads into another yeah. business. No, it's and so then true. You build your portfolio of businesses and. Yeah. It's, you, and you I'll, get, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just, you get detailed knowledge of an industry, and that opens mm-hmm. up the doors for you to like really nail it with like some kind of special product or website mm-hmm. or software or something that solves a specific problem. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like, you don't have to create the next Twitter or Facebook. You don't need the whole pie. You no. just want a slice of it. You just find that niche, but, and then you kill, you kill it in that niche, but it's so hard. You can't just sit there and dream it up at a table. Like you have to be in it and then see the problem, see the issues. And you're like, okay, yeah, here it is. This is what we're going to do. This is going to solve my problem. And I can sell this to other customers and other People that need the same problem solved. Yes. That's the way to do it. And we're doing it. I don't know what to say. It's going to happen. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> we're going to end it right there. I just finished my drink. Gosh, dang it. Great drinks. Great episode. Great insight. Great software. Yeah. This was episode eight of Wide Open Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Garrison. I'm out. See you. <laughs>